Hey guys, this is the Fan of Fan Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Topless. And for all you grand uppers out there, this podcast is for you. Today, we're joined by two scouts, believe it or not. We've got Dan from Hallam FC. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, guys. How are you? You okay? Fantastic, mate. And we're also joined by Liam, who scouts for Hallam, and Chorley FC. How are you doing, Liam, mate? Evening, lads. Yeah, I'm all right. You? Yeah, great. Thank you, mate. Yeah, it's good to have you on. This will be an interesting one. Who's who's uh, who's found the best player so far? Uh, probably, probably neither. <laughs> yeah, probably neither. Well, I don't know. After the result of the weekend, lads, I'm sure one of you's done quite well. <laughs> not, I'm not taking no credit for it. <laughs> I've just been told off there that you were taking full credit. For <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get, I don't get told off by by the high rocks. <laughs> All right, well, let's not let's not stitch him up before we start. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> the cup run's going fine. Um, so first question for you, lads, is it? What's your background in football? We'll start with you, Dan. Oh, my background, my background in football goes back a long time. Um, I I played football when I was younger, um, youth football, and then from there, um, big when I'm a big Chef Wednesday fan. Obviously, I know one of you guys are United fans, so we can tell that at a different time. Um, I've watched football since I was young, literally five, six years old, my first game. I mean, you'll, you guys know this, because your first game, you get you get drawn into it all. So I go to, went to Hillsborough as a kid, never looked back since. And I say I played in my youth, played on streets, just a big football fan, just absolutely love it. It's like a drug, absolutely love it. Definitely agree on that one, like a drug for sure. Absolutely. Um, Liam, what about you, mate? What's uh, your background in football? Well, yeah. I've pretty much done it all in football, so obviously I played as a kid. Um, um, once I got to a teen, I started refereeing. And then I got into coaching on the on junior football, so I have my own junior club now. Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I'm now scouting in it, so... Most jobs in football, or most long in football, I've pretty much done, and you know I've been doing that since since I was five. So he's been part of my life ever since, really. That's fantastic, mate. Which, which uh, junior football club are you associated um, with now? I'm um, Norton Woodsies. Norton yeah. Woodsies. Hey, played them a few times. I'm 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 in junior football with uh, Wisewood. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, played them a few times. We're um, under thirteens. So You're under thirteen. Yeah, under thirteen. Obviously, at the moment with COVID and stuff, we play one game this year, so <laughs> it's not very good. But you know, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think just to point out though, as well, and I had the Wisewood under thirteens for the last two seasons. Yeah, I swear we played you last season. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's one. T- <laughs> The first game, you beat us 4-1. The second game in January of last year, we won 2-1. I don't know if you were, if you remember those games oh, at all yeah. or if it was a different yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. We we gave them an absolute telling off after that loss against you. Who <laughs> 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 the team or the referee? <laughs> the team. Don't worry. <laughs> He sure, he sure Liam weren't refereeing games time time was coaching it. Probably. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter though. We got promoted in the end, so it was fine. Yeah, well, we just stayed up, thankfully, as hey, well. We but, gave uh... you them three points to keep you up. Don't worry. 
Absolutely, mate. So thank you very much. <laughs> One good turn deserves another. Hey, hey, now, now, come on, come on, children, now, come on. Come on. Can't have this on the podcast. This is Sheffield United Wednesday, not you two. I was going to say that that that's extra bit and a different one. But yeah. but, but but my win was better than yours. <laughs> it's always one, mate. Mine were better than your win. My players are better than your players. But end of the day, you both survived. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say better than that. I'm not managing that team anymore, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah. I won. <laughs> and, the, and the old alley is, I wonder why. <laughs> right, lads. So, in terms of football, um, obviously we all have the professional game. We have our own team. What do you think to the non-league side of football? Is that a question to me, that, I guess? Yeah, and I'll start. Yeah, to... we'll start with you, mate. Um, non-league football, I think, my personal opinion, it has progressed over the last probably these last five years. Um, many of it, many ex-pros have obviously have come down divisions. I'll name a couple. Uh, John McGrath, who were at Burton Albion, who's now the player coach at Michelover, and really recently Matt Kilgallen, the ex-Leeds and Sunderland players now at Buxton. Uh, I think a lot of ex-pros are seeing that the league can be competitive. It's more or less like League 1, League 2, Jackson League, it's, two, it's every Saturday, Tuesday. All right, they're not getting paid as much as they're doing in leagues, but you can see that the quality shines through. Obviously, a lot of players from academies get released. Uh, Alex Morton got released recently by Leeds, now at York City, doing well. So, it does create a pathway for academy players. It also encourages ex-pros to go down and still enjoy the game. That's fantastic, mate. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Liam, yeah, what about you, mate? Echoing what, you, what Dan said there, you know, non-league football is, you know, what makes English <clears throat> football like one of the best. Because you know, in other countries, you don't get this non-league system. Well, see, in England, there's always that non-league system where, you know, you've got the old players dropping down, or you've got the 18-year-old lads who have been let go by, you know, a Man City or Chelsea. They have to they have to try and start the career again somewhere. So non league's a great progression for them to play against you know men who's going to kick them off the park and maybe start the career up again. Yeah, absolutely. There's, we know there's a lot of players who have started there. Jamie yeah. Vardy at Stocksbridge. Ah, oh, Jamie more, Vardy, the one that got away. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for you, yeah. <laughs> hey, I actually saw him play at Stocksbridge Park still as I was younger. And you know what it. You, you look at him then, you look at him now, and you, you want you want a thought he got path he went to. Obviously, he went to Stocksbridge, Halifax Town, went to Fleetwood yep. and goes to Leicester. I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you a little secret, actually. He, he was due to sign for Wednesday about three years ago. Chanzeri agreed deal £3 million with Leicester. And Chanzeri put plug on it put plug on it last minute. You look now and think, if we had Jamie Vardy, we might be Premier League now. We're not stuck in Botwell Championship like everybody else. But it's how it's how fate is. That's how it goes. What year was that then? Was that after he won the league? Twenty fourteen fifteen. He were he weren't he weren't getting a game at Leicester and we come in, got a bit accepted and chance they pulled it, but uh, just the way it goes, isn't it? I mean I mean I love Vardy. I mean every time he scores against sorry about this, but every time he scores against Sheffield United, I love it because he goes to the crowd with ears and he, he drop kicks his corner flag at Bramall Lane. It's, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> It's, so, there's, an, there's another player what does that called Dominic Calvert-Lewin you know I know what I, I respect um, Calvert-Lewin actually he's a really good player yeah 
well, in terms in terms of Calvert Lewin as well, like in his United career, he got the odd chance whilst we were in the League One season. So I, I do think that he did the right move because I don't think he would be the player he is now. And working under Carlo Ancelotti is. I would just. I was just going to say we 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 in mind of Carlo's uh, abilities and mind of experience. He's gone. He's probably got probably. He's played the best time of his life. Is it, is it right position, with right club, with right manager? And you look at Calvert-Lewin this season compared to last year, he just said, cut it to barn door. But this season, something, something's changing him, whether he's got better supplies from wingers like Rodriguez and Decore and Alan compared to what he had last season. And then, I know I think he's a quality player. I think he's really good. I mean, he's Jewish. I think I'll get in the European squad, definitely. Give it, give it I was chance. just about to mention that. <laughs> He's in contention for Euros. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, definitely. It's probably got more confidence from him as well. I mean, it's probably you know, give him a boost knowing that a manager of that caliber is coming to yeah. Everton. Because yeah. let, let's face it, if it, if it weren't for Mashiri uh, Everton, Ancelotti wouldn't have gone there at all. I think I think in situations like money does talk with a big manager who's won titles in Italy, in yeah. Spain, in France, obviously with with Chelsea as well. So. A manager of that calibre with a striker who's low on confidence, he's brought him to an excellent standard. And I, I, I just think, I mean, because he's English as well, he's, you don't really see many English strikers really apart from Vardy and if he was top of the goal scoring charts at the minute. Yeah. So it's really, really good. Yeah. And they're both in Sheffield as well, which is a bonus. Yeah, well, it's that thing with, you know, Calvin Lewin. If, if Carl Angelotti is saying to you, you're, you're my number one striker, that must give you the world the confidence to, you know, prove it. Absolutely, he'll feel yeah, huge doing that. Well, yeah. Even 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 huger yeah. than he already is, by the way. He's quite tall, isn't he? Well, considering he's probably you know <laughs> Everton's only striker, isn't he? So yeah. you know all that pressure on him, he, he seems to be loving it. Absolutely, yeah. The goal burn. <laughs> Mine. Well, yep. Yeah. Hopefully, he's um, playing against Wednesday in the FA Cup. You know, I'm sure he'll score one or two against. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not, not going to sure get joined. If he does, will stick his ears, <laughs> hands to his ears. As well. <laughs> well, he's already done it once. He, he repaired the favour after Jamie Vardy did it last mm. season. So maybe there's a corner flag. What he might take out this season. Just no fans to do it in front, <laughs> unfortunately. Shame, yeah. Shame, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you've mentioned that you're both scouts. Um, how did you both get into it? We'll start with you again, Dan. Where do you want, where do you want to start? Um, I actually fell into scouting by pure accident. Um, I was working for an organisation and one of, one of the clients who I, I was dealing with um, approached me. He was a football coach. Um, come up to me and said, look, I, I coached Mortby Main, the club at the time, and said, look, I need to go watch some football. I went, all right, okay. Um, and just, yeah, fell into it from there, really. It's really strange. So I started at Maltby, uh, did a did a season there. Went to Frickley Athletic, who are in the Northern Premier. Then left there and then bounced around a bit. I sounded really bad that done it. Um, at Camp at Campion, Mossley, Matlock. And also went to SC Balzo for for half a season, and then I was going to retire. And then the gaffer at Allen said, "Look, I need a scout." Do you fancy it? I went, ah, go on then. Obviously, they're playing, they're playing blue and white stripes, so that, that obviously helped. He's in Sheffield, which is good. And yeah, just took just took, just took it from there, really. 
Interesting. What about you, Liam? How did you get into scouting? <laughs> he's not, mine is not as long as Dan. I've literally been doing it for okay. six months. So, um, obviously, COVID hit. I, I, was, I was sat at home. I had nothing to do. I always I always thought, like, oh, scouting sounds all right, sounds decent, but do I want to do it? I thought, now COVID, I thought, I'll take, I'll take the plunge, go and do it. Did my level one courses online, done my level two online. Um, and then obviously just, you know, putting feelers out to clubs saying, like, do you need anyone's help? So obviously I went to Sheffield FC, I went to Hallam, I went to all the local non- non-league teams. Um, obviously Hallam let me join in and obviously Chorley have let me join in. And that's, obviously, at the moment, I think I've only done like six or seven games. Because with COVID, you book a game next minute, league games, league finish the game, you say like back to square one. So we've actually been going to games then in the, in the non league yeah. and yeah, been watching been them going, live. We've been going to games yeah. Hallam's level because, you know, you could have 150 people there. So, <clears throat> but all my Chorley games have been pretty much going, going onto a club website, streaming it. And watching it yeah. from literally your bedroom and just doing it from there. Um, it must be better being there at the ground, obviously, because you can see it all angles, can't you? you? Can watch them off the ball, whereas on the on the on the telly, it's yeah. quite difficult, I imagine. Yeah, the can't, can't, can't stand streams because they say to you, "Watch the right winger." So you're watching him, and next minute the ball gets sprayed to the left wing, and you don't know where he's gone because you can't see him. So you like. So when they ask you how is he off the ball, you're like, I, I don't know. No, say, say, Liam, you want a pair of binoculars, mate? You want a pair of binoculars, you can see him better when he switches wings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's right where he says, I mean, and I'll back Liam up on that. I mean, when, I mean I've scouted for about four or five years and you can't be going to a game live and watching, whether you watch a specific player or watching a team or... Sometimes, mind you, are more animated and more entertaining what, I mean, what teams are playing. That's quite interesting at times. Mind you, just kick off outside lines. You've got a report on that and watching a game at 0-0. <laughs> yeah. um, but I've, I, I've never watched, I've never scouted a game remotely. I've always gone and done it, obviously, at a ground. So for Liam to do that, <clears> I think it deserves some kudos, to be fair. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, in the moment, just like just just for watching United on TV, I'm a big fan of United. I go home and away, and e- even though we've been absolutely awful at the moment, I still rather be there. I still rather be watching it live and watching it on TV. It's a completely different ball game right now. It it is obviously because I me. Mean, I've just got Man City on, just watching them against uh, Brighton. They've won one nil, by the way. Uh, still, it's a rate penalty. Put it up at, up at bar. Play went to old. Play went to old Trafford. And did ball to be fair with that eye. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like like yourself, I'm, I'm a Wednesday fan. I mean, I've been, I mean, I, I try and watch Wednesday as much as I can. But you know what? I rather go to away games than home games. I know it sounds really strange, but going to away games, I don't feel as nervous. I know it sounds daft, but when you when you watch your team at home, you feel nervous because there's an expectation to win at home. They always say win your own games, but when you go away, if you take a draw or you get a last minute winner. It probably means more than an own win if you get yeah. to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with, uh, with, with away games as well. Like you said, 
it's win your own games, mm. pick up as many points away. But it's the fans as well that put part of it, the atmosphere, especially if you're scoring the 90th minute, you're going absolutely mental. And there's that side of it, which probably helps. Whereas if you're at home game, it's sort of your same routine. You might yeah. go to a pub or watch it, but that, that it's a completely different atmosphere. I'll just do what I do. Buy, buy tickets and try and get into the but if not, I'll go into home and keep quiet. Sorry, I showed that secret out, but there you go. That's what I do. It is. Oh, yeah. Did it, did it last season, mate, when Liverpool came to Bramall Lane, City, yeah. City home end. And uh, one album, <laughs> yeah, home end, one album scored, and I, uh, everyone was chanting, do you know? And I joined in, like, do you know? But obviously, yeah. not for the same reason. Last last Wednesday, yeah. I went to, we, I mean, you're, you'll laugh at this. We, we got beat 5 0 away at Brentford. Yeah. And I, I went down to watch it. I went to home end. Obviously, to see Griffin Park and um, to know anybody else that what last game with spectator at Griffin Park before it got knocked over. So I'm still there thinking, yeah. you know what, am I going to point out of this? Go 1 0 down, go 2 0 down, 3 0 down at half time. I thought, oh, God, here we go. This might get worse. Then they score a fourth, then they score a fifth. And I'm just like, I'll give up now. I'll give it up. I left five for ending pill. Look, you like, why are you leaving for? <laughs> Not obviously trying to disguise as a Wednesday fan. I, I just snucked out because I thought, hey, well, if I don't get out of here, you never know. Like, but I've done it. I've done it many places. Watching Wednesday away, I've done it at Wigan Athletic and another ground. And that I mean, Wigan's a lovely, lovely ground as well. But you, you've got to know your surrounding. You've got to be careful because you want to cheer when you don't when your own team score. But you've got to remember who's around you. Yeah, you know I mean, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> how, how did you react when when Brentford scored? You know what? I just I just, what I just you... joined in cheer because Wendy was that poor that day. I thought, well, I've yeah. come down for crack and might as well enjoy it, <laughs> despite getting hammered five nil. Yeah, it's tough you doing it. You got you got to blend. I know, obviously, in a way, we got to blend you with own fans, whether it's just yeah. standing there watching a the game, cheering when your, your team's getting hammered. Um, but yeah, I say. It, it, a lot of fans do it. I mean, I've done it at Blackburn versus Man United FA Cup a few years back. My brother went, stood it, sat in uh, Blackburn End with Arthur Blackburn and with Man United fans who got tickets for home end. It's it's going to happen. Um, obviously, I know a lot of teams try to crack down on it, but when you register for tickets at any club, they're not going to say, oh, where do you come from? Because you, you might have, like, in Man United, you have fans coming from China or from Ireland or from mainland Europe. They're not going to say to you, oh, you're not from Manchester, you're not coming in. So it, it happens. It happens day in, day out, week in, week out, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but depends uh, if you're not wearing any club colours. I, I'll give you an example. What, what I saw once there was a video on YouTube by a guy called right. Fogden, right. and uh, he went to watch QPR. It's Leeds at Loftus Road, and there was a couple of uh, Leeds Leeds yes, scarves I in remember, the home I remember this. Go on. QPR. QPR fans were not happy. It was all caught on camera. They were saying, "Fuck off! It's the why end." Honestly. And stewards that Leeds scored <laughs> just as they were having a go at him, and, and they both turned around. These two Leeds fans just put their arms out, like <laughs> and um, after a couple more, like it, it was, it was going yeah. to be a fight. Stewards had to do something, so stewards mm. had to force them out. But there was another two Leeds fans, but they were they were, they were an old married couple, I think, like an old one with Leeds scarf, and they were probably being horrible to her, like get out, yeah. get out, and. Stewards had to chuck them out, but it's like only because they're wearing the scars. I think if they weren't wearing the scars, yeah. well, I, away with I've it. Had Go even, I've had it even worse. Than one um, a couple of years ago, I went to Bramall Lane. Obviously, I'm not a United fan. I went with my dad, even not a United fan. We just got free tickets from junior football clubs. So they thought I will go. 
United v Bristol. I think United were two 0 up and lost three two. And Bristol's third goal was so good. Started from the back, all below the pitch. I think Vyman chipped it over keeper and went in. And my dad, yep. just, my dad just turned I to me remember. and went, that was such a good goal. And obviously this this guy overheard, <clears throat> and he and he just stood and went, "They're Bristol fans here. They're Bristol fans here." And we're like, "Mate, we're not Bristol fans. We're just we're just fans." Like, we don't want Bristol to win or United. We're just watching a football game. And then, obviously, about five minutes later, referee blows whistle full time. Uh, we stand up. We're about to leave. Stuart comes up and goes, oh, can you two just wait there? So, like, oh, okay. okay. And my dad's like, why? He goes, oh, we're going to score you out because there might be some people waiting outside for you. And we're, we're thinking, we're thinking, hey, right. we're thinking, like, what? We, we have, we have, we're not Bristol fans, like... I don't sound like I'm from Bristol. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not a Bristol fan. Don't worry, it's been just a real good goal. And he's not like my dad got up out his seat and cheered and went mad. He just turned me and that's such a good goal. But my dad was always one of those. Like, because we live five minutes away from Bramble Lane, as a kid, I always used to go Bramble Lane. But because we weren't fans, my dad just used to watch it for football. So if there was something good, he used to just say, oh, that's good, that. That, that was actually a good goal or oh, like oh, it should have been a record for the United player because it was a record but you know where me I used to be like no I'm a Sheffield United fan for 90 minutes I'm just gonna if they if they, if they start celebrating I'll celebrate just to just to fit in but no me dad <laughs> it was alright when I was a kid because no one's gonna beat up a dad with an 8 year old son it's a bit different when you're 25 they they start looking going you know you know what it's a bit scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I was at that game myself as well. I think uh, from where I was sat, a lot of United fans were saying Marvin Johnson, <laughs> you whatever. <laughs> I don't want to because um, well, from my view, I thought he was to blame as well. Yeah. Having said that, it was a good finish. Um, it was well worked, but it could have, in my opinion, been a bit better. But you look you look at that in two ways. I mean, going back to what Liam said about fans being in other ends I think when players like celebrate they try and cite fans so you, a lot of players I mean I remember everybody ordering this to, to Arsenal fans when he runs to other end of, to Etihad and he cites Arsenal fans exactly and I, I don't and I think I mean I don't agree with it at all but like Liam said you don't know who's close round you do you you've no idea who's, who's watching the game who's round you you might be saying that to one of them ultra people or somebody who's been in, in band back in the day I might be saying to somebody who just thinks, you know what, I'm here to watch a game. So, like I'd make plenty of time, just, just be careful who you're around, really, just watch yeah. your surroundings. Yeah. But I know I know Fulham have got on what they call a neutral section, aren't they, at Craven Cottage? This has been mentioned a few times, and I think that's something that a lot of football clubs could actually um, start introducing. Just have a, like, I mean, half, not half, like a quarter of a stand where you put neutral fans in. They're, they're going to pay the money for the ticket. They're going to cheer both teams, so it yeah. could be something that they might look at going forward. Who knows? But I think Fulham's a cracking example of that. Yeah, I've heard of that as well. Commend them for it. That's brilliant. <laughs> the ground opposite. <laughs> every state needs a ground opposite, mate. Trust me, everyone needs that. Yep, <laughs> it's growing. It's, it's a growing hobby. A lot of people are going into it accidentally in some cases. Oh, some people well. fall into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, in terms of fans, like you said, when you're at a 
professional team's ground, more than likely, if, if you get caught, you're going to get aggro. We've been scouts. I'm guessing you've been to multiple different grounds and non-league and not supported any team. Have you ever experienced that? Um, oh, not not really. I mean, you get you get. I went to Ross. I went to Rossington, Maine, one night, and these kids were asking me, "Going, what are you doing? Like watching game, kid? Why?" There's three of them, about fifteen, sixteen year old. Like, what are you watching game for? I'm scouting. All oh, right, what's that? And they're thinking, I, I ain't got time for this. So I'm trying. I'm trying to record set piece, and I've got these kids asking me all these questions. Obviously, when you record set pieces, obviously it records your voice. So these kids are like, oh, and this kid's like, oh, he scored. I went, I'm like, I know he scored. I've just seen it, and I can feel myself getting wild. I think I've got. I, I thought I've got. I've got to stay chilled because if not, I'm going to lose it with these three kids. So I'm writing notes. What are you doing? I'm writing notes. Why? Oh, he's all right, isn't he? I'm like, yeah, he's great. Thinking he's bloody crap, really. But hey. Somebody's opinion, some, some kids' opinion is not a bad opinion. And these three kids, all first half, just won't leave me alone. So I thought, right, second half, I, I go from the position and go right over end at field out at way, literally at corner flag out at way, just to get away from them. I mean, I don't mind being asked questions and that, but when you've got a job to do, you've got a job to do because obviously you, you're uh, spying camp to make sure that we try and beat oppositions. But yeah, uh, kids are annoying sometimes, but. Apart from that, you kind of get left alone. Well, I do anyway. I'm not sure if Lane does, but I get left yeah, alone most no, of the time. I, 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 you, know, you, get, you get chatting to... Well, what I do, I get chatting to... Say say I'm going to Pargate and I'm scouting Pargate. And there's some... Obviously, they're at home. I'll talk to some of the some of the, some of the home people. Like, or like who, who's the best player? Like, or what, what's this number 10 like? Just so you get a bit of a... A feeling, don't you? Of also, I'll keep I'll keep an eye on more of him because he could be he could be a danger for when we play him. So, but I've, I haven't had any bad experiences. I haven't like been chucked out of a game or being told not to go. Obviously, I know I know he happens further up in the leagues. So I know like when I when I go struggling matches for Chorley, I know they've had experiences where. Because yeah, at that level you have to tell them you're coming. So you tell, say York, "Oh, we've got Scout and Charlie coming. Is that okay?" They could say, "No, we don't want you." And if they do want you, sometimes they put you in a corner behind the post and you can't see nothing. So he's there going, "Okay, but well, I can't scout because <laughs> you haven't got the angle of it." Where obviously Dan will tell you it's Helen's level. You know, it just you don't you don't need to tell you turning up. Turn up, pay your fiver. They're happy. They'll get a fiver. You get a cup of tea, a sausage roll, a, a pie. You you sorted. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Dad, just one question. You know, them kids were asking you questions. Did you get it all on camera? I, <laughs> I did. You were filming? I did actually. Yeah, your voice was actually going. Edit. My missus actually, actually edited it. I'm like, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the whole, the whole, the whole first half. I'm like, what, are you what, 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 what's this? I'm like, I'm like, look, guys, I appreciate a lot of questions, but this is the wrong place, the wrong time. After the game, you can quiz me all you want to do, but not during the game. And they're all right, to be fair. But uh, I had to move it second half because they're, they're mm. doing Um Yeah, asking me like, <laughs> what are you doing? And oh, what? what I'm just like, look, are you Rossington fans? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Right. And then you will report and say, right, what's this player? Oh, yeah. 
think he I think he's crap. Well, great, write it down. He's crap. Oh, go oh go goalkeeper's got bad <laughs> bad hands. All oh, right, he's got bad hands. Okay, and you kind of get things out. Like Liam says, you get things out of people, whether it's kids or adults. Yeah. Oh, sometimes just just talks at mine. You're not off chance. Oh, how are you doing? You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what formation you playing? Four four two. Right, remember that. Right, we're playing four four two. Oh, number nine. What what's what's his goal scoring record? He scored ten goals. Right, you take that down. So in a way, you're being like you're double standing yourself. You you're being nice to somebody, and in a way, you're having it back because thinking right when we play next week, I've got I've got this because mine just told me. So you're playing you're playing like a double role really, but sometimes. I win games watching and then obviously getting through um, weaknesses to, to win games. But yeah, the managers are good. Managers are good crack to have a crack with. They are, they are quite funny. Some managers, some managers can't suck who you are going, I'm not telling you anything. All right, don't tell me then, but I'm, I'm going to beat you anyway because I'm watching your team play. So when they say that, it just makes sure that your reports are a bit more detailed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you get, you get them people you get talking to and then they'll say, oh, that that number ten, that number ten's rubbish. You're like, I can't write that in my report. Like, as a scout, you can't just you can't just write in your report. Don't need to mark number ten. He won't do nothing against us because then, <laughs> no, knowing that when you play, you're going to get an hat trick. You're like, <laughs> what have I done? So, it, it's that thing where, where it's when you get speak to people and they know you're a scout, they think they can scout as well. Yeah. They think where they think they can scout, so they're there going, "Oh, yeah, he's got the he's, he's good, he's good left foot." Yeah, but explain why he's got good left foot. Like, has he got good left foot? He's he's getting space, so he's got time on the ball to use his left foot, or it's just, <laughs> or it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, if someone finds out you're a scout, they, they, as Dan said, they're pestering you, telling you like, "What's your right?" Just, just it's easy just to do it on your own. Because some people ask blank out when you go to turnstile. He was scout. You could know, and they say don't. Because I've been round, I've been round Nova County in a few years, and they go, "Oh, know you?" And he's like, "Oh, god, dear, great. <laughs> oh, you're you're so and so from which team?" Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. And you know, oh, because it's all the Twitter. Oh, yeah, forgot about Twitter. Whoops, <laughs> forgot about that bit. And they go. Oh, you come to watch? Well, <laughs> oh, do you play next week? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we play Alum, yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's obvious. Mm. Um, <laughs> I've had it a few times. They'll, they'll look at it and go, yeah, scout you. I'm like, well, oh, come on. I mean, I try and dress just in a, a pair of jeans, trainers, T-shirt, whatever. Obviously, if it's cold, uh, scarf, hat. And, and you people look at me and just think, what are you looking at me for? And they'll go, oh, you're, you're, you're so-and-so, aren't you? And I'm like, you sure? Yeah, yeah. If I am, what, what's the matter to you like? Um, but when you when you've been round circuit a few years, you do get noticed. But as Liam, because Liam's fresh on scene, I sent Liam does not Liam. I get I send Liam out to places because he's not well known as much as me, so he's not he's not as recognisable. <laughs> apart, apart from the first two games he sent me to was Westford twice, but apart from that, he's not sending me to the same places all the time. Hey, Redford's nice. Got it's got a train going by. Got, right it ground. Got, it is a nice ground. It is nice, actually. I I went to the Redford Derby. Um, the season Redford got promoted. What El El Redford? El Redford? Oh, is that is that a thing? Is that is that we can invent? El Redford. El Redford. There you go. <laughs> 
not being a Redford for football yet. It's still on the hit list. It's a lovely, um, it's a lovely ground. Just watch your car and you park up. Make sure you park it right place. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, I won't make that. We're jumping off the. I'll be paying out. Hey, train and every time, drive, every time it drives by, it it, it honks its horn and yeah. well, and go, and everybody goes, everybody goes, way, every yeah. train going by. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, best, it's best when it's best when the goal goes in because they go ah ah and he goes way the scores. So train driving, train driving. Yeah, that's his See you bye. You're off to London. We're not. We're stopping here. <laughs> Watching this garbage on a Tuesday night. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I told you Rep, Repford's a good one um, yeah he did it's one of the best ones you can't beat it on a train track it's to your ground and obviously it's caught rail in it as well so kind of matches up pretty nicely yeah yeah so yeah. when when you're scouting um, what what you're looking for exactly um, for, for, through the 90 minutes is it like place specific or now or what? that depends so Liam You'll probably agree with me on this. As as scouts, obviously we were, we're looking at oppositions. So within a given month, I'll text Liam and say, right, Liam, within this given month, how long have got Musbury, Emily, um, Hull, and say, I don't know, Armthorpe, for example's sake. So what I'll do is, on a Tuesday night, usually when I'm watching football, going through fixtures and seeing who, who plays, I say to Liam, right, there's four fixtures, you can see his teams, and because I'm because I'm nice to him, I I, I get he, he can pick what he wants. So I say right, you pick what you want. So I he usually picks local ones. So I have to trek to like Gull, <laughs> where old player. I have to trek to Retford. I have to trek in everywhere. And he's oh well, I'll go to Armfield. It's round corner. I go I go to Johnfield because I only five minutes front ground. So that's all right, mate. You you do what you need to do. And I'll um, I'll take out to pick out A one to whatever or A one somewhere else. I know, I know he's gay, but he's, in all honesty, um, he's a good kid. He really is. He's uh, made my job easy this year, bless him. And then if we're looking at players, Gaffer will say, right, boys, I want a striker. I mean, he might want a striker, midfielder and a defender, for example's sake. So, again, what what, what I'll do is I'll yeah. look at stats. So, into the, defend, into the teams, who's got most clean sheets. Striker-wise, if we're, if we're a Division 1 team... Can we try and get a, a player from Premier Division to bring him down? Can we entice him? Or do we have to go to that thing called Step 7, which is Sheffield Senior Counties League? Now, I don't know if you boys have been to that type, that kind of football, but it's it's not the best yeah, in the world, and that's not that's not being disrespectful at all. Um, and you might get the anomaly of thinking, you know what, there's a striker who scored 20 goals during that season. Think, right, go watch him. And then you compare him to what we've got. So we're, let's say we're comparing... A striker for I don't know um, I don't know uh, North Gorber for example we're putting him against Kieran Watson who is Alan's main striker and we'll, we'll have a look and sit down and say right mm-hmm. he's got this he's got that he's got 20 goals but Kieran's only got 12 is that because they play in different divisions do they out ball up on the physical do they get into the box do they out ball up do they try and integrate other players and we'll just we'll work and analyse it and see what we think um, it don't always work out. You sometimes you get strikers from these lower divisions and they take like a duck to water. They, they, they're ground running and sometimes they're out of the depth. So it, it really depends 
It yeah. happened with me at Maltby. We signed a kid from uh, Swellness who were in the Sheffield Counties at the time. Gaffer at Town went, right, go watch this player. I think he's really, really good. Bye, bye, blah. Went to watch him and I went, he's all right, but I don't think he's Northern Counties quality. But he signed him and he's not he's not there now anyway. So, uh, But there you go. There's an example there where Gaffer thought he did well, but it ended day, it's we can only... In, we can only make it not make a decision, but we can we can influence it. But at the end of the day, it's down to the management team whether they make a decision whether they think it is good enough or not. And you find that in scouting, whether you scout it Northern Counties, Premier League, mm-hmm. Europe, South America, the manager and the owner, the chairman always have the decisions over you, which I totally respect. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where if you're looking mm-hmm. at the player, it's you can see him once and you can think, oh, he's really good, and then. You, you go back to manager, he's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, he, you know, he's good. He, he might have that, he might have that. But then you've got to go and watch him again and again and again because it could just be a one-off game. He might just played well that game. And then you, you see him again and he might be awful. So then then you've got another look at him going, oh, actually, is he actually that good how we saw first time or is he just average? So, you know, he's... You have to go more than once if you're going to just watch an individual player, and then it's all about opinions, isn't it? In scouting, so mm. if Dan's got an opinion on a player and he says, "I'll oh, go and watch him," and I go and watch him, my feedback could be completely different to his, but that could be because I, I I've seen something different than he 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 has, or he had a better game when he saw him than I did. So it's all just opinions of. And that's where you just build up a like a portfolio on what he's done over three, four, five games before you go, actually, you know what, let's go for him. I went to watch a goalkeeper five times over at Frickley. I watched him twi- I watched him three times in the space of two weeks and then I watched him again an extra twice to make sure I, I mean I had to convince Gaffer that he he were, he were actually good enough at Northern Premier. And this kid were playing in division one at Northern County, so it, it depends. I mean, some some players do step up to that grade, whether it's one division up or two divisions up, or even three divisions up. And some unfortunately go other way. They'll they'll will sign players and they'll they might play well for ten games and they might go on a massive dip. Then they get released and they go down to Northern Counties again. So it's it's peaks and troughs, transfers, player registration signs. They're all they're all a big they're all risk at end of the day. It's like Russian roulette. You get some right, but unfortunately at times you get some all be, all be wrong. It's just it's just way player recommendations are these days, no matter what division you're in our country. Yeah. I mean, you know when you go to a game to watch a player, do you have to speak to that player after the game or do you just go Oh yeah, I wish I was here. Come and hang on me, mate. I'll give you twenty quid outside and we'll uh, take <laughs> out for we'll take out for dinner at local restaurant <laughs> and we'll we'll sign you. We'll do a um we'll do a photo shoot whilst we're there. Give your buddy outside. <laughs> Yeah, that is. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll, we'll get you a scarf of your head, and we'll 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 put it on a Twitter, plus other social media. So guess who signed for us? And he's in this restaurant, and we'll tag him everywhere. Uh, no, on a, on a serious matter, no, we don't. Uh, we just do a report for Gaffer and say, right, he, he played full ninety minutes, or he played eighty-five minutes. He, he come off injured. Oh, speaking of which, went to watch a player at Tagcaster when I was at Frickley. The player in question come off after half an hour injured. So like, what do I do now? So I'm texting Gaffer going, Gaffer, this player's come off injured, what do I do? 
oh, it's a rest it game, it's all right. I'm like, yeah, but I come to watch one player. We don't play two of them in five weeks. Oh, it's all right, Dan, don't worry. All right, so I stayed. But I say situation, watch players that come off injured or another example, I went to watch a kid at Staveley, a striker. Um, I said, and I had a team sheet and I like, hang on, he's not, play, he's not playing. So I text Gaff and go, oh, Gaffer, he's not playing. It's like, oh, oh he's playing, I've been told he's been playing. So I spoke to one at local guy. He says, oh, so-and-so's uh, not playing tonight, is he? Oh, no, he's got transferred to a different club. So I got all, I got all that way to stay to watch a oh. player being transferred <laughs> to a different club week before. And in Northern counties, it's every, they, they can uh, activate something every seven days. So obviously, we didn't know that this player had been given an activation seven days, putting on to a different club. So I'll tonight, Plank, gone to watch this player. Don't even play for, play for a club anymore. Yeah. He'd gone to a different club. Yeah. So funny things happen, um, but it's all part. Yeah. It's all part but of scouting. It's all part of scouting game. Where, it? Obviously, a Hallam's level. Like I went to watch Winterton, and obviously they are like around Grimsby area and Scunthorpe and all that. And just you see a player, and you're like, I, 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 I'll message Dan saying, "Oh, he would be so good at fun with Kane Watson." But he's like, "Yeah, but." He ain't going to travel all the way to Sheffield for training every week if he lived in Scunthorpe. And I'm messaging back saying, are you sure you watch it right player here? Give up now. <laughs> <laughs> it was quality. <laughs> yeah. Good point though, isn't it? Yeah. Travelling, especially in the yeah. lower leagues when they've got work commitments some, and family I, commitments I know and some that. players who, they're, they're really good in that division, but they won't, they won't say they live in... Mm. Goal, for example, they won't come this way because it's just not worth it for them. And I, again, like you say, they've got jobs and they've got families. I understand that. I mean, you look at with pandemic at minute, a lot of the Northern County players have gone down to Sheffield seniors mm. because they're not they're not trying to like to Skegness every every yeah. Tuesday or Campion or Nostal or Armthorpe or whatever yeah. else. They're actually playing within Sheffield and Barnsley. So you've got some players who were at Nostal last yeah. season. I'll play with Dormai as well. And there's three or four who have gone there. And they're absolutely tearing that league apart because they've got players who have been playing Northern Counties football for the last two or three years and they're enjoying the football. And I think as a, as a footballer, if you join your football, you're going to create a winning mentality. It's when players go, you know what, I don't fancy this today. And you can you can tell when you're scouting, Liam will back me up on this, you can tell with players who who can't be arsed, who've been out night before, looks rough as chuff. Mm. Or you've got other players who think, you know what, he, he wants this today, so you can't engage. You can't, in a way, you can't judge him before you before you, you make a report. But it's probably not a bad thing. And also on on Twitter, you can kind of see players on Twitter and think, you know what, you're a party animal, or he's a quiet lad, or he's got a good um, setup at home. Because I think that affects it deeply. I think when you're looking at a player, try to sign a player. It's not about what you see on the field; it's off the field as well. So you've, if you've got one player who's going out drink, getting drunk every Friday night and playing on Saturday, you think, mm, you're going to stay away from him. But if you've got a guy who, I'm not saying stops over his book, but hey, some, some kids at 19, 20 might do that. That's, that's probably the type of player that you want because you know, he's conscientious <laughs> and he wants to do well. So you, you factor that as well. Yeah. Yeah, take care of yourself as well. Absolutely. And good preparation as well. But yeah. Me personally, I like players that are, are yeah. leaders. I like good leadership with players. If I saw, if they told me to sign, you know, watch a player who was like bossing it in midfield, like a 
A bit like a Bruno mm-hmm. Fernandez, for example, who's a leader as well with a mentality like that. I'd be like, Gaffer, we've got to get him. I'd be knocking his door but down. But that same player, a player like that. Before. And can just perfect generally. So you don't know, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point, though, mate. You make a good point. Yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> it all depends on what, like, I, mean, I don't judge anybody. I'm not, I don't judge at all. But you, you can kind of tell if they've been out or there's a player who's really focused or a player who you think, you know what, it could make a difference to our team. I mean, I've, I've recommended players to, to gaffers down years and I've gone, right, I think he's really good. Oh, we'll sign him. And he's, he's turned out to be absolutely rubbish. But it, it just, it, it's about adaptability. Can they adapt to that division? You say, yeah, of course he can. All right, we'll sign him. And he, he might just not, might just not get it. And in, in non-league football, that does happen. Players go, as high as they can, it's a glassy and then work their way down again because they can't go any further. Yeah. Without, without turning pro. Yeah, well, that happened That happened on my first yeah. game I did where I went to Redford. Obviously, Dan told me that they had this star player, so just to watch out for him. Obviously, I've gone to Redford. I, I've I've already I've spotted who this, this like, top talent is. And you're watching him, you're thinking, yeah, he's, he's good, but he's so lazy. He won't drag back. He won't work back. He won't, he's not really a team player. Is that what you wanted for you for your team? But then he might because he's that good. He might just have that one game where he absolutely rips everyone apart and scores four goals for you. And then and it, and it's typical that we don't we don't have a chance to watch you until we watch other teams. It's typical yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, because I've been to watch him twice and I don't think he's that good. But then you look on the league website and he's scoring every other week. You're thinking, what is what is he doing that I don't see? Because he never he never scored when I've seen him, so it's that thing where, you know, you have to keep watching him over and over and over to actually see what why he's gained these goals. You know, he's thinking, he's thinking, bloody hell, you all turn up to watch him. He's really thinking, mate, I spotted him, so I'm going to play well today. Because yeah. Liam's because Smithy's turned up to watch me, so I've got a bad performance. In. <laughs> yeah, Redford do not like me. Every time I've gone, they've lost. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, going back to that though, point about some players. I, mean, I remember in my Shybrook Town days watching them years ago. I remember there was a there was a striker in our league who played for Emily. His name was Ashley, Ashley Flynn. Ashley Flynn is one of the before. best non-league players in Northern the... Counties ever seen. Seventy-two goals in a season. That bloke scored. I think. I think. What I remember. I can remember when Emily played Shybrook at, at Shybrook. I thought it, this is the top scorer. This guy. I thought, who is he? Honestly, this is just what I've seen. I only saw him that once. I thought, bloody hell, this is the, this is a top scorer here. We, we've got him in his pockets here, lads. I mean, Shabok obviously went on to win that game, but like, I didn't think he was special. But every other game I was seeing their results. Oh, there he but is on for, the score sheet again. For, Ash, for Ashley Flynn, I any time you can score a goal from two yard or you can score a goal from thirty-five yard, and sometimes it don't matter. Like we've well yeah. we've discussed. They, they could have worst game in the world, but if they get an hat trick, you think it just might do something. And and some strikes in that in this in our division and division above, they're like that. They might have, like Liam said at Retford, that that lad, he might have two poor games when Liam goes to watch him, but he just might get that winning goal. Or he just might get put that pass through for other for fellow attacker. So it, it, it's hard. I mean, when yeah. I when I, when I um, Scout at balls over. Balls over used to used to uh, share Shirebrook's ground. If you're aware of that, and I bet I've probably yes. seen you around Shirebrook. I've seen Shirebrook mostly Tuesday nights watching. 
shy broken balls over and scouting a lot down that way, to be fair. Well, yeah, yeah. Back in 2013, when the, I don't know if you heard, shy, but you used to have a group, group oh, of did you? The flag I and sure walked past you and gone, what a plank. Oh, one of them. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'd better to do. I bet you have, mate. <laughs> But no, um, <laughs> nice bit bold. Round um, is it Lang Lang Langbrook? Langbrook is that right? Langbrook, Langwithrow. That's it. Langwithrow. Um, we used to, obviously Baldwin used to yeah. share grounds with Shirebrook, and um, I mean I used to go down there most most times watching Baldwin play, so you could get a report and compare players to what you went to come watch. And like you say, you you probably planking going ching, going, hey, thinking oh, bloody hell, not him again. Uh, but now, um, Shybrook, <laughs> lovely little club. I mean, they're now in what division are they now? They're now in the, are they in the East Midlands? Yeah, lovely little club. Great cracking, cracking. I've been to watch them in four years as well. Lovely little clubhouse and that. But yeah, uh, soft spot for Shybrook, honestly. Yeah. Good little club there. Fair play. Yeah, last time out, I, when, I, when I used to watch them before I moved to Chef. Properly, we used to have. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this yes. guy, Mark, Mark Shaw, yeah. in charge before he went to workshop. Oh man, I mean, we, we had a shocking start that season. We had Gary Castle dying in charge, and we we're all thinking, "Oh, this guy's going to take us up. He's got all these contacts," <laughs> and we were rubbish, absolute rubbish. And then he got sacked early on, and then we got we got uh, Mark Shaw appointed. We never heard of him. We, we knew that we got him from Sheffield FC, which were two leagues higher at the time. So we thought, "Oh, this, this could be interesting." And we just start a overhaul of the squad, win, 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 loss, the odd loss every now and then, win, win again. And we're in promotion race from being certain relegation to promotion. And obviously, I think he probably came in just a little bit too late because we didn't get promoted in the end. But And then we're thinking next season, we're going to get it. We're going to absolutely swamp it. And then, unfortunately, you can't have that in divisions where you can have, you can have a squad at the beginning yeah. of the season. That manager leaves, like you say, Mark goes in at Shirebrook and totally rip, rips it to shreds. And yeah. next week, it's happened to me a few times where I've gone to watch a team one week, they've sat the manager and go watch the team next week and go, yeah. hang on, this is not the same team as last week. Oh, yeah, no, mine's coming, he's bought 20 new players. You go, wow. So it, it, it can happen in seven days. I mean, I I, yeah. I, used, I, used, to, I used to be cursed yeah. because I used to go watch the team scouting and then after it again, they just sat the manager. It happened three times in a row to me. <laughs> I'd go, I went to watch three, three different teams mm. And I used to drive home and get on Twitter and go, oh, so-and-so sat manager. I'm thinking, hang on here. Am I a curse to manager's getting sacked because I, I, t- I turn up? But yeah, we're kind of smoky, but like you're saying, you can have, it happened, happened to one club at Northern County Division 1, I won't name them. Um, they've, they've played one game, had one manager, brought in 15, 15 players, and then they've had a break because of COVID. They've, they've come back got a brand new manager and they brought in 15, 16 brand new players. So the turnover the turnover of players in, in Northern Counties is only it's unreal. Yeah. You get you get players having three or four teams yep. per season. And because it's not not non league and you, you can activate somebody in seven days, as I say, they could have multiple clubs within a season. So you could, you can watch one team always playing for one club and go a, a few weeks later and go, oh same player which play for this different club. Then oh same player again. Different club again. And it depends on managers where that manager likes that player, where that manager don't like that player gets rid. So it, it, up and down, it, it does happen. Yeah, it's just it, one, it's of one of those things where that level, there's a lot of. If a new manager yeah. comes in from another club, it'll bring a lot of players from his old club with him. Oh yeah, he, he, absolutely. He's used to 
they, they know everything about him. They could achieve success at that club. So they've all just gone here. And he's, he's literally like the old club, just under a new name. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It happens. So many new players we had that season. Could you imagine, in particular, I remember. Can you imagine that in Champions League? Premiership, yeah, right? So you've got so-and-so in charge at Arsenal. For example, Emre. He brought half a Spanish team in. And then Arteta goes in. Because you know what? I don't want all these players. It ships them all out. If it's a brand new team in. Can you imagine that in Premier League? Fans would be like, whoa, what's going on for you? Not, we're, not, we're not used to this. Yeah. I'd, uh-huh. be, I'd be... It's like a bit of S6, isn't it? Yeah. We, we go through four managers in five years. We have three miles in a season and uh, we bring a lot of players in and they all, they all go and we're in a new setting. But we're off cuff, but that, that Liam Shaw is a really good player and I'm, I'm proud to say he's a Wednesday night through and through. Um, so, Liam, um, I, saw, I saw this on Twitter a few times, you asking teams if they have team sheets. Is there any particular reason you have that? Is it just so you can see if that's no, um, players? Look for, look for the, team sheets and just knowing, because it's that thing where non-league level, everyone will just wear, the starting 11 will wear 1 to 11. So you're looking and you're seeing, oh, number 10 was Kieran Watson, say. And then next week, you go and watch him, you're thinking, number 10, it's not even him because he's on the bench and he's number 15 today. So, it's is more getting a team sheet to know who, who's playing regularly. So, is it the same back four every week who are, number, who are normally number two, five, six and three? Is it the same back four every week? Or is it, oh, actually... That 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 right back hasn't played the last four games. Will he play today? Because then you've got to you've got to think when you give the feedback to the manager. Like if that number two who does play in the game I watch, he could go up and down that line overlapping for ninety minutes. He could be a re- real threat. But has he only has he will he be playing against us, or has he just come in because the other right back's injured? Or is he a left back who's playing right back? Or is he just or is he actually been playing every week? So you know, you can write in your notes. I always have a section called key players. So is he a key player? And my key players would be someone who, you know, is a threat, but then you're looking going, Well, he's played every single game this year, so he's going to play this game. So keep an eye on him. Where you could get some who's like you see a big guy come on for the last twenty minutes who's Six foot seven, twenty five stone, <laughs> and you think, and you thinking, is he gonna? Is his job to come on for the last twenty minutes when they're behind to try and get a goal? If so, you write it down. Or has he been starting the last couple of games and he just been dropped onto the bench to tramp? Because it's a thing where everyone plays a different system. So, say I go and watch Redford at home, they might play. Four, four, two. But then when when they come to Hallam and play the way, they, their way system might be four, five, one. So that's when you look at your your previous game for Redford and try and figure out are they playing the extra midfielder and just you you're just trying to match up the names. So you're trying to match up. Oh, he played, but he played there. So okay, so he must be the central. He's number five. But you could get a guy who played number eight one week. And next next week he's playing number two, so 
it's like, oh, so was he playing right back or is he now mm. playing the extra midfielder? So it, it just... And obviously, not every club does a match report. Obviously, um, most most teams have a Twitter and they'll put it on before the game. I know Dan Dan send, sends me them before the game just so you know who they are because they, they'd be nothing worse than going, oh, keep your eye on number eight. He's really good. Like, he could be like number eight, really good. He could be, he could blister off the park, watching when he comes on his right foot or something like that. But then Hallam play him, and and then Craig might say, "This number eight, what you were talking about? He was he, he was playing he was playing left wing. You said a right wing, but um, I guess why? What was his name? I'm like, oh, we, we were called say, oh, we were called John. I'm like, oh, he wasn't even called John. He was called like Steve or something like." Oh, that's the wrong player then. So <laughs> it's that thing where obviously um, you know, Premier League, <laughs> you can write it down. Everyone knows De Bruyne's number. So you write it down, his number doesn't change all season. Obviously, Hallam's level and lower leagues, they want to eleven every week. So you have to it's more about finding the names than is the numbers. And so and and just on, on that right. point. Yeah. I mean, we do. We if I say Liam like go watch. I use our thought example, and what we try and what we try and do is we try and look at team sheets from previous weeks, and see if there's like any pattern. So he's number one actually number one, he's number four one week, number four number eight next week, and then when when if they play cups at county cups, which is like Sheffield Senior Cup for example, they'll they'll change it all around again. It's happened to me a few times where I've gone to watch a team during week in a cup game. And then week after they play a different team, you think, oh, it kind of takes you off guard because you've reported on that team, on that game for a cup game, thinking, you know what, most of that team will play next week. And then when we actually play them week after, they've got five or six new players. You think, oh, where they come from? They've either on bench, they've not, they've not come on, or they've been rested by Gaffer because it's a cup game, or they've been signed with a seven-day window. So it, it is. It is hard to keep track of players and numbers, and you, you can look at a team sheet and go, right, that that's that. But then, like, I go to a team like Nostal, and they've got players who have got number fourteen or number, or number twenty or number thirty-two, and it, it's just it is confusing at times. But as Liam says, it, it is quite hard to try and keep yeah. track of players yeah. with numbers so and that. I know Dan does it as well, but you go onto the mm-hmm. the league <clears> website and they've got like videos. So they're only like four or five minute clips, just like highlights from the previous game. You just watch him, and you try and see what formation they're playing, or you know, if all their chances what are shown on this video all coming from the right hand side, that may be just something you would jot down before you go to watch him, just to try and confirm it. So you know, always doing, always doing some backgrounds, not a bad thing, because yeah. like Liam says, you can you can kind of suss formations. You can you can kind of because what I do is if I watch a bit of YouTube, like Liam says on these video highlights, I try and get the team sheet or the team that's played on that game, so you can try and play a bit of like match it up to players to team and to game, so you can kind of understand how they play. Do they they play straight through? Are they a team that plays out front back? Well, if it's Premier League, you do. Like Northern Counties, like. Um, or is it, is it a long ball that's not looking for a big striking? You can kind of suss things out before you actually go to a game. When I, when I scouted Northern County, like a mini-report, so what I had to do is, let's say, 
for example, Mossy or Matlock had, let's say, I don't know, eight games in space of two weeks or two and a half weeks, the teams I couldn't see, I'd go onto YouTube and try and find the game previous to that or a couple of weeks previous and write like a mini report and try and give the gaffer a bit of indi- indication of who, who the best player was, how they, how, they, like, how they lined up, how they played defensively, set pieces. So they had something to go on. But when you're in, especially when you're in Northern Premier, it's difficult because you're, you're literally going up and down country to see teams. Mm, yeah. So, what's the furthest you've travelled for, for a me? game? To oh, God. Um, I would say Mask, which is in Tyne T, just before New- up, up Middlesbrough, Newcastle border. <laughs> 101 miles. Wow, that's a long way. 101 <laughs> mile there, 100 miles back. So, well, it worked. The first game of the season, we won 4-0, <laughs> but we got beat week after. So, it worth it for me, like, but we have got gaffed because we got, I say we, we got beat by them. But, yeah, it's, and I, I've been to, like, Witness. Yeah. That, that's a trek as well. Um, that's a bit of a paint backside. Yeah. Um, I've been far down as Leek, which is down, in Stoke-upon-Trent. Um, yeah, that's a good little ground yep. there, actually. Um, but in terms of northern counties, the the apart, I mean, I'm in Skegness yet, I'm gutted. It's the only ground I need to complete both divisions. I was at a minute, I can't get there because of this thing called <laughs> COVID, which keeps appearing everywhere. Um, yeah. but yeah, northern counties try and keep it local, but northern Premier, you might be at Witness one week, then you might be going down to Leak next. and it takes its toll when you travel, especially on a Tuesday night. I mean, I've been to like Cliffrow on a Tuesday. I've gone straight from work, got in car, got chained, gone straight across to Cliffrow to watch a game to get back home for about half past ten, quarters, and then back up for work then at seven to do it all again. So, been it, I know people say, oh, football's glamorous and football's great. It is as a spectator sport, but when you actually work in it, it, it ain't that glamorous, to be fair. Fair play, yeah. I mean, obviously, we we Skegness as well. By the time these restrictions oh, have gone, it'll be warmer anyway. So be worth it. Hour trek to uh, Skeggy. I look forward to that. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I'll, so much look forward to it some time in it. I know. It, 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 absolutely. It, it's it's never never going to be shorts and t-shirts. Whether I I went to um, all right Skegness. We we got it, beat. We got beat one nil that day as well. I think. Um, I can't... All right. I don't think it was that game. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was um, the season before. N- not not the season. What got null and void? It was the season before um, when you were in competition. Uh, com- well, up there with, uh, in the league. I'm sure. I can't remember if it was one one or two two, but I'm sure you drew. And it was a red hot day, but that because you, you're Sheffield United yeah, fan. Because <laughs> you're Sheffield. Because you're Sheffield United, isn't it? You, you catch cold. You catch cold these days. I mean, it took you what eighteen games when your first game yesterday. Well done for that. It took it took long enough. You've got uh, oh, second game. You've got Allardyce's second, second goes, game. Ooh, the hell, Chris Wilder's coming now. Ooh, need to be a uh, needs to be wary. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, it will my six. Let's get it right. We have got six points back. <laughs> Don't matter. Don't matter. It was yeah, minus six. We got six points back for being good people. Well, not good, but we kind of got round it. We slap. We slap. But it was his profit <laughs> loss accounts to uh, HMRC. Like, but uh, 
don't matter about it, does it? We'll, we'll be swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of scouting, obviously you're in a non-league level. Is there any way like you'd like to progress, maybe into like a professional team, maybe even to the um, point where for me, you're probably not. Um, I think I think Liam may have aspiration of doing that. Obviously, we're doing Charlie. I think he's looking to go higher, which I think he could do. I mean, I would push him in that direction. But I think for me, I'm I'm quite happy scouting at lower leagues. Um, I know scouts who have scouted for Premier League clubs, and it's a different world when you when you're scouting for for Premier League because you get paid and you get perks and stuff like that. But I think for me. I I play stay where I am, but I think Liam wouldn't mind a crack at scouting yeah. higher. Yeah, well, I'm one of those where I'm, I am trying to make a career out of it. So obviously with Chorley, I'm not obviously I'm not doing much with Chorley at the moment because difficult to gain grounds with no fans because obviously can't have fans. A lot of clubs are a bit iffy about just having scouts there. Um, but yeah, I'm one of those where if if you see me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm one of those who I, I'll watch a game on TV and I'll pick a player and I'll do a scout button and put it on there just to try and get myself out there kind of thing. Um, and then every time there's a job going, so Sheffield United, if they want a, a scout or Barnsley or whatever else, e- even, you know, teams down south, so even teams like Brighton, they might be looking for scouts up in Yorkshire or... You know, Newcastle might be looking scouts in Yorkshire, or you know, you have these foreign teams who who are trying to branch out into England and find English players. So I'm just one of those ways. If I see a job, I'll I'll try and apply for it because obviously I want to. I do want to make a career out of it. What uh, would your dream aspiration be? Team, what would a team you'd don't want say to Sheffield United? No, no, absolutely no chance. They turned me down, didn't they, Dan? So, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, no, his, own, his own clue supporters turning down went near mine, mate. There's always Wednesday, yeah, crossroads. No, I'll, I'll go to, I'll go to the, um, <laughs> I'll go to Chelsea and live in West London. Imagine that. That'd be nice for you. Good luck <laughs> with that, mate. You take, you take me, you, you take me with you. You take me with you. <laughs> that would yeah. be lovely. Remember what day and time we spoke about it as well. You know what? Ten years ago, I spoke to these guys. Look at me now. Ed Scout at Chelsea being all these foreign talents in. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no. First play I'm signing is Liam Shaw. Straight away. <laughs> well, mate, it'd be worth a million dollars in a few months' time when he signs that contract. I'll get him to rebel against Chef Wednesday so we get him on the cheap and then you'll be in the gutter. <laughs> oh bless! Oh. You know what? If, if, I think if we offered Wednesday fifty million quid, I think, I think we'd take it. Fifty million, fifty million. To be fair, it's better than John Rose. We spend eight million pound in. We haven't done much has over four years. That 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 that's that's a different podcast. And John, it's been it's been on be until Christmas talk about John Rose in case Buddy scoring. <laughs> <laughs> Might be able to give us a call any time. Season at you. Always available. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's who are the best players that you'd say you've both scouted? If you've got one, who are the best player you've recommended oh. people. Um, Liam, do you want to start well. first? Because you have, I've done it for six months. 
I don't think there's anyone that good apart from the guy from Winterton, but apparently, apparently to Danny's not very good. So <laughs> that that's just an opinion. That's not saying not true. If you like him, you'll get you happy to sign him. It's all right. I've told you. We've got Kane Watson. I think we, we don't need anymore. Yeah, we, we've we've got KW best best striker division, so we're happy at that. Um. I mean, I mean, I have had players, obviously I've recommended players to managers. Some have done really well and some have bombed. It, it, it's just, it's like flipping a coin heads or tails. You win some, you lose some. Um, obviously, these, these players that I've recommended and Gaffer's going, you know what, I don't like him. As we said earlier, I'm going, okay, fair enough. And there's some players that we've had and gone, yeah, we really like him, we'll sign him, he's done really well. Yeah. I mean, I've had players have gone for Northern County Division 1 to Northern Premier, I've had players who have gone other way, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a good way. But yeah. I couldn't really tell you players who have, who, have, who have actually done myself. There's one or two I've had, but a lot of them do come from Gaffer's recommendations. Who they've, they'll talk to managers or they'll talk to players that they play with and go, right, Dan, Liam, go watch this player, this player, this player. So it's it's in our league, scouting our, in our division, it's very rare you can say to a Actually, that player's really good. We're going to sign him from our recommendation. Managers usually know the circuits pretty well on that yeah. one. Yeah, well, for me, it's, you know, because I work, I work yeah. in a school and obviously I'm, I'm around junior football. I've seen I've seen some kids who have been picked up by, you know, United Wednesdays. Um, obviously, obviously, it wasn't when I was scouting, but when I was refereeing, um, a kid a kid at Greenhill Football Club called Zach Brunt, who's a United now, I think. Um, he got picked up by Aston Villa or, yeah, City or someone when he was seven when I used to referee him Christ. then he went across to Atletico Madrid I think then he's come back to England he didn't have a club he went to Matlock for a little bit now he's a United and he's 18 and you're thinking he'd be, he'd be more he'd be more place than I have he's only 18 he's, you know but he's, he's one of those where when you first saw him you know, Crazy. you've probably seen it under sevens, small pitch. Literally, he had the ball, he could literally run around every single person and put it in top corner. And you're there going, Yeah, he won't be he won't be here much longer. Yeah. But obviously yep. then it, it, it's like, it comes sorry, down to mindset because it? he's eighteen and he's been to five, six different clubs. You're thinking, is he gonna yep. make it? Like I don't know what he's doing at United now. Might be doing all right, boys. I think where he's all right picking a player up like these big teams do when they're seven, but they, they haven't they haven't matured. They haven't grown up. And yeah, you, you're taking them. I I hate him because we've had a couple exactly. of guys going to take our players at Norton, and you think you just let him play with the friends. Like I just I'm not I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's true. Good point. I, I think the FA need to pull themselves together. Like, I, think, I think in Germany now you can't sign a player until they're 11 year old into, into an academy. I think, and I think my, Man City and Man United are scouting kids at Makes five sense, year yeah. old and put into development centres. It, it's yeah. wrong. Like Liam says, at that age, let yeah. them play with, play the mates, enjoy it, game, yeah. and when they get older, like 11, 12, 13, then you start saying, you know what, actually, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll take it on board and we'll we'll see how you do, but. I say five and six year old getting players into a, into development centres up and down country. I, I just don't think it's good for for kids. Like there was um, it's like Louis Barry who, who scored for Villa against Liverpool during the week. 
he'd been at West Brom and they went to Barcelona mm. and then Villa brought him back and you think, wow, he oh. played for, he'd been to La Masia, one of the, the best academy on, on this earth. And now he's playing at Aston Villa's Boyle Club and you think, oh, that's a good success yeah. story. But I, I mean, another thing I'm going to say, I think more players should go abroad and play. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you look oh, at the uh, young Reese Nelson at Offenheim and you look at Luckman who were at um, Leipzig for a while. To me, the kids should go abroad, not only to play football, football, but for a lifestyle change. I think a lot of English players are too comfortable in their own environment. They need to go out of the environment, go, go abroad, live yeah, in a different, mate. understand yeah. different culture and play a different yeah. way. Then they can say, you know what, oh, I played abroad and you know what, I learned this, this and this and this. And you look at it like with Luckman now. You look at it with we um, Smith, um, what's his name? Um, Arsenal young lad there. You can tell they've been abroad because they they eat game better. They yeah. eat game different. They can see things coming that other well, English players can't see. And I think there needs to be a and there's a trend at the minute where young players yeah. are going abroad for a season, and they are going on loan. The kid who are sitting on a, at Spurs, well, at Spurs yeah. and Fulham who's now off and on for a season. Different, different player, different mentality, and I think if more English players go abroad, they'll mature yeah. quicker. They'll, they'll be playing week in, week out. This is why England don't win, win anything, because all those players, all those youngsters, all oh, they're overhyped. Oh, he's next Gaza, like Jack yeah. Grealish, or he's next Michael Owen, or he's next whoever. But when they go abroad, they're brought back down to earth, yeah. and they play with players who might not be as good yeah. as them. But in Germany or Spain or France or Belgium, might be the next yeah. best thing. It's that thing where they get released by Man United at 18 and then they just go, oh, that's yep. me done then. Like, I'll go and find a career. But he's like, why don't, like, Branch Albin, like, go to, like, as, go to Sweden or Denmark or go over to France or Spain because there, there might be someone there who actually does pick you up where. It's always mm. seemed as a bit of a in English mentality. You play in England, and then once you get to like thirty, you'll go to you, you go you to retire. China or USA yeah. for your last big payday. But it's you know it's, it's that thing where they just that yep. you know we we you see these British teams, Chelsea and stuff. They're bringing out players from like Ghana and South Africa at sixteen, and you're thinking like. The like South South American players are saying you see Uruguayans and Brazilians come over to England when they're eighteen. You're thinking that's a long way to come on your own to live in, in a flat. And we just I, I just think Britain have a mentality of just Yeah, exactly is, yeah. No, I'm I'm happy being here. I'm happy, you know, playing local and doing that. The di- the difference is though, the players who come ab- abroad want yeah. it more than the English yeah. players want it. I know it sounds controversial, yeah. but it, I think it's the truth. The English players, they get, they get. Oh well, I'm at so and so club, and I'll be up in here for the next so many years. These foreign kids are coming, and they want to impress the manager, the under 18s manager, the under 23s yeah. manager. They, 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 they want it more. And you look at a kid called Marcus Edwards who was playing for Victoria Guimarães in Portugal. He, he released by, I think it was Arsenal Spurs. A kid, he's gone over there, and he's, he's, he's um, lighting up Portuguese league like no tomorrow. And English clubs are going, oh. Oh, we forgot about you. Oh, we're gonna buy you back now. And give me a lesson. I'm gonna make an actual yeah. fortune. It's like, on it's, him. Like, it's like Sancho, because isn't he... it? He's insane. Yeah, Jade and Sancho, another one. Yeah. 
I was going to bring that point up there. I remember about five years ago, the late Ray, Ray Wilkins did a TalkSport interview talking about this subject. Mm. And he said he agrees. Like He reckons English players ought to go abroad. He mentions one, yeah. one player he mentions. Yes. If you remember, he's been, he played for he's West been Ham. He's been he? Augsburg, Augsburg, hasn't he? He just scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he just he's he just scored against Arsenal and he said that lad's sixteen years old, and the maturity is showing that midfield. He said, I think he's good enough now, but it's always oh we'll give him a year, send him out on loan to get some experience, and we forget about him and we'll bring in, you know he mentioned Tammy Abraham, he was at Aston Villa and he scored twenty goals. But he says, No, no, we'll bring in Bashway, we'll give him a year. And he said that, you know, Lewis Baker as well was playing at Vitesse Arnhem. And he said that, you know, all these players they should they should go abroad to to find um to find their level. And look yeah. look with Jaden Sancho and what, uh, I mean, I mean, the he's got his players with some great players like young young um, Claudio Reina's uh, son Gio Reina. Also <coughs> oh, we, know, we all know about Ireland's yeah. uh, capability at the moment. He can't stop scoring. Just name a couple there. I mean the... Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's changing at the moment. Um just because you know, English mentality used to be when they get to like 14 and they, they're not 6-4, they'll get rid of him saying, oh, he's not centre-half anymore. Where I think now he's, he's starting to change, where I think they're starting to go, OK, he's a centre-half now. OK, he's 5 for 10. OK, why don't we put him right back and try him there? Or why don't we play him in centre-mid and try him there? Or left-back and try him there? Hmm. What what do you think to the system as well? So, if you look at like to Germany, for example, throughout the years, they, especially their national team, some some of their players aren't actually from Germany. They sort of become citizenships, and I I can remember there was a story. I believe it was Arteta. Now he played for Arsenal for so long, but he's Spanish. That he then could become get an English citizenship and play for England, but again, FA refused and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think? Maybe that's something yeah, well, where where we go wrong. Yeah, but you look at you it, have to be uh, sort of Christian from Chelsea, born and bred. When, when you do when they do the Premier League twenty five list, he he comes under. He, he's British. He's homegrown talent because we bought him when he was sixteen, and he's played longer in England than he has in Denmark. Even though he's Danish, where you know he's taken a spot of an of an English kid, just just because. This is why, like, it's happening a lot with goalkeepers, isn't yeah. it? No, because English players, we don't, English teams don't have the full English quota. So they buy is, a yeah. 38 year old English goalkeeper, put him in because he'll fill our English quota for the Champions League or whatever else. <coughs> so I, ju- I, ju- I do think they need to, they do need to change it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Fabregas well, was, was a homegrown like, player as well, years weren't ago he? Where Kudacine could have played for England because he played in he played in England that long. And Almunia, you thinking are England really stupid to that level? Yeah, there was Almunia as well, weren't they? Dudes? Yeah, he's he's all right for English, or like they've got a grandma from England, but. They were born and raised in England as well, because I think uh, there's like multiculturalism yeah. in a lot of international teams. Yeah, when you look well, at Germany, especially in France, in brothers, one play for Ghana, one play for Germany. Players born in Africa. Thinking... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's, that's probably another yeah. place where England messes up a little well, bit. It's, not it's enough multiculturalism because there's definitely got it. Good player is Irish, you'll take him. In classic, he's English like Jack Grealish. Like he's English, but he plays for Ireland. But now he's English. He's yeah. good enough. Declan Rice, yeah. And then obviously it's Declan Rice. Scraggheads who we don't want to the end. Just get rid of them. People like people like you, Richard Keogh and stuff. Who like born and bred in Coventry and stuff. You <laughs> like, but you haven't been capped by the time you're 28. You now become Irish. <laughs> Just because your grandma went on all yeah. the time. <laughs> It's like that video in um, John Aldridge when he shouts, he's there in an island here, shouting in a, in a living yeah. Liverpoolian accent uh, to the four fish. And I'm thinking, <laughs> how is he Irish? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know. Yeah, I remember that. It was funny. Fantastic. But it, it it's same with um yeah Holland as well. Am I right in saying oh, that he, he's from Leeds? Yeah. It, it's like um, his dad played for Leeds, didn't he? Is he Yanazai? He was the same, weren't he? <laughs> where where is he now? I say that he scored against. He could have played for five different so. countries. He could have. Yeah. Is he a Belgian? Yeah. He, 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 Belgium, what? Belgium, in it. Yeah. Because I saw um, um, I saw of the week. Like, I don't know if he's uh, for now. Playing for Benfica, isn't he now? But um, yeah, I think he, he fell off the cliff, and I's a Benfica. I mean, Harry Rent, Harry yeah. Rent actually, oh, one that of the worst players ever signed for QPR. He did. He mm. absolutely slated him. Mm. He didn't, didn't really like. I mean, t- no, he was he were, he were too he were too busy. I mean. Didn't take care of himself, that, did he? That, during uh, during uh, week, he couldn't be bothered. But on a weekend, he turned it on. Mm. And some some players are like that. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I, I, I've um, listened back. to the Paddy Kenny podcast on um, the Under the Cosh. Yeah. And he, and he obviously he talks about Adil Tarat about. Um, he, he, went, he went in country for most of the week and then he come back and like right boss I'm a plane today and then and then oh, it, it just it just go and turn on and score an Africa or something and then he went right uh, I'll see you at training on Wednesday night because I scored and it's the attitude yeah. side of it what, but I what, think it's I think with English, it, the English players side, get, yeah, um, not they get bigged up too soon yeah. don't they yeah. like, I know they've been talking about Phil Foden and they'll talk about why doesn't he play all the time you're thinking but in England always do that. Seventeen-year-old kid, they'll play him every week, and and he'll burn out. No, like Mike Owen did. Like, what best play, best playing world at twenty-one, and then twenty-seven, and he's there with Stoke because he just injured because he, they just played him too much. He's that hype, isn't it? That's what I think England's probably like. You know, Ravel Morrison is the biggest one, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like. Ra- yeah. Oh, yeah. Is I oh, dear. Well, but I, I believe that's big the too much sometimes. Well, mm. You could say the same about Paul Pogba. Obviously, Pogba's now come round mm. in regards to how he's playing. Obviously, scoring against Burnley overnight. But when he were at Man United first time, Ferguson actually hated him. Absolutely hated him. We got, we got rid of him. Gussie Ventus wins leagues, plays really well. Then obviously, Man United shout ninety million pounds to get him back and. I don't think he's justified that price tag. I think he's still not yeah. there. 
And obviously now PSG want him and Real Madrid. If it were me, I'd sell him. And say, right, thanks very much. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. He's a waste of money. What, 40 million quid? Van the Beacon team for their own sake, I would. I think the ball things have helped. The ball team because... Pressure of a club, Real Madrid wanted him. Barcelona wanted him. Obviously, Barcelona went Frankie de Jong instead. Real Madrid just didn't bother. So they bought him because they felt, well, well, yeah. we don't need him, but it'd be nice to have. And I don't think he's quite integrated into that squad. But I think he will eventually give him chance. He'll, 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 he'll get in there eventually. Yeah, he's got to. He's, he's so good. You will. Like Ajax, he was, he was brilliant, weren't he? But you think but you think you compare Edebizzi to, to Premier League, it's two different ends of spectrum, isn't it? Because you look at Ajax, PSV, really, fine on a push. <laughs> like Premier League, you are, all right, this season anomaly compared to last season, but you are, it is a bit more competitive. Yeah. But I think your Dutch players, I think, more or less integrate into the German league better because it's a similar style of football. Yeah. When you've got a young kid coming from Holland, coming to Man United, with a, with a manager like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you're thinking, can he make it? And he will make it, but he needs a bit more support around him, I think, to make him a better player. And I think that will come with time. Yeah, it's, I think it's man management, isn't it? He might just need that arm around him just to help him, help him along. Well, then you have some. Then you have some player who don't need it. Yeah. Like you say, like Taratu goes. You know, I've scored gaff. I'm off away now. I'll see yeah. when I get back on, on Thursday, <laughs> which is unreal. Yeah, he's like War- Warnock doesn't he? Doesn't he? Say that again, Warnock does he? I think. <laughs> yeah. He used to. Do <laughs> that. Imagine, can you imagine? He used to not turn up for like half a week, and then on Thursday he used to turn up, and everyone's a training like giving hundred percent because Gaffer's here, so you know who's boss, and that just raises everyone's game. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I That's because he lives in Cornwall, doesn't he? That's why it's a long way to go. He does, but could you imagine like, someone like Brian Clough doing with that El Sarat? I'd also be a fine boy in that conversation. You play for me. Yeah, brilliant, you come that. to training, oh, all right? Good old God, God bless him. Stories. God bless him. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> oh man, it'd be amazing. But, that's the thing as well. It's like when Dean Anderson made that mistake against um, Liverpool, um, mm. Chris Wilder come out and slated, slated, uh, slated Anderson said he's got to do better. And then you just look look at how he did yeah. throughout the rest of the season. Is I think he was joint second, maybe third on clean yeah. sheets. Got 12, 12, 13 clean sheets whole season. Didn't make another mistake, did he? Yeah. And... That that's what some players need. Yeah. Whereas some players, you know, they need the arm round the shoulders. They need to be sort of looked after. So you, it's especially management. Yeah, you've got to I, know your I players. Know. When do we have, we have three keepers? I mean, game up just late keepers to whatever. And then next week they perform because if they don't perform, they know they're going to get dropped. I think that's aim at game. If you criticise a player, you want them to do better. Then if they don't do, then if they don't do better again, you say, look, come on now up your game and I think like you just said yeah. about DNC and Chris Wilder he's doing it on a purpose because he knows he's doing wrong mm. and to me I think my defender plays too much if if, if I would have made a mistake or they make a poor performance just say it there's no point there's no point going oh well I'm going to do no don't defend him if he's done bad just tell him but I won't but I won't take it in front of cameras though I'd, I'd, I'd do it more privately mm. on training field but again each their own. Every mind is different style wise, and like I say, Chris Wilder's done. He hasn't. I mean, as a Wednesday fan, I don't like the guy I like, but he has done a, a really good job for you guys. But 
is it maybe end, end of time for him? Has he, has he taken that colour as he can take it? Who knows? Um, yeah, let him build a new Personally, sport. I won't get rid of him. If we do get relegated, I'd I'd keep him. No. Uh, I, yeah. Um some some of the signings I don't agree with. I think I think uh, I think Rian Bruce is an absolute waste of money for you guys, personally some, speaking. I, I do all... <laughs> Yeah, um I So agree. far, yeah. I, I agree so far. Um th- there was glimpses against Newcastle, but Oh yeah! Overall, I mean, I, you guys are in League One, like we've we've, we've been in one. League One. You know what it's like in that division. We should have and really... to bounce twice at Premier in two years. It's, it's something Wednesday fans think. Oh, I wish we could do that. Well, we, we had a chance a couple of years in playoffs a few years back, and we didn't get there unfortunately. But um, now, uh, but they always <laughs> say it's that second season syndrome. It happened to lots of clubs. Second season syndrome. They they establish themselves at Premier League, then obviously think, you know, well, we we can attract better caliber yep. players. Spend a lot more money, and then it when they do drop into championship, and they drop like look at Bolton, Ipswich Town, they've they've been at Premier League, spent and spent and spent and spent, then they've gone down, they've gone down in Bolton's case, they've gone down again, and a lot of clubs do suffer from that syndrome. Yeah, I do. I do think he is building a team yeah. for next year because you know if, if they do go down, you've got Brewster yeah. in the championship next year. He should score goals in that level. You know, Bogle as well, who, who was who's good at that level. You've got proven players in like McGoldrick and you know, Jack O'Connor should be back by then and so on. So getting rid of him will be stupid because next year in championship, if you're there, you should be up there anyway at the top. Yeah, but you've got you've got a, you've got a lot of clubs in championship that want or want the same thing everybody else does. They want promotion, yeah. they want they want that lights yeah. at Premier League and that, that big money and that and <laughs> Sorry, if I can go up at the end of the day. But like you look at this season at Championship, it's you look at it and you think, well, Barnes are going to go up. Norwich are going to go up and then playoffs, take your pick. Because there's that many teams scrapping for it at the minute. I, I still think the three clubs that went down last season will go back up. I stand by it. I think Norwich, Bournemouth and Watford will go back up. And you'll see a trend in the next few years where same clubs go up, same clubs go down and they'll just yo-yo every season because... They've got they've got money there, ready to to spend again to go back up again. Yeah. Brentford. I don't know. But, I, I, I still think Brentford have, no. have got it this year, mate. Not good. Not good. Like, I think they Not can good. do it. Yeah, you can't Brentford. you can't rely on one player to get into, into Premier League. It could be there. It's more than that. But well, well. <laughs> well, yeah. Teams yeah, stripes, I, mem- I remember Sheffield United losing a few Wembley playoffs, especially with Town when Kira blasts the ball over at Bar, and it, it's still right. It, it's still rising now as we speak. Play it in Jupiter right. by time. Steve Simmons, then yeah, root, root. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's just gone past International Space Station. <laughs> well. To be fair, it, yeah. it, it goes both ways. Like you said, once teams get relegated, they're, they're building for next season. So the likes of Bournemouth and Norwich now, they, they, mm. they've stuck, well, especially Norwich, they, they've stuck with Daniel Fark and they, they're going again. But then it can go the other way. Like you said, Stoke. Sunderland, yeah, still they, there in League they, One. They, they, they've struggled. Sunderland. 
Yeah, <laughs> Sunderland's gone down mm. again, and they may they may might be the next Sheffield United in in League One for a long time until they do gradually come up. But then you've got the teams like Fulham, what will get relegated, yeah. then they get promoted. Uh, similar to Barnsley and Rotherham in Championship, they'll get relegated yeah. to League One. So it's like they're sort of too good for one league. I think with salary cap in League so One, League Two, that's helped because they can only spend so much you know, of what they earn, which is really good. Uh, whether it actually represents a level playing field, who knows? Because there's that many different, uh, not examples, but different ways of getting around it. So you can register so many players, but not register to 21 players, and you can spend so much on one player, but not on another player. So it, I think salary caps are good when you look at like American sports like NFL, NHL, NBA, they've all got salary caps and you have different wins every year. If you have that in Championship at Premier League, it might be a bit better but again then what's part of an owner will spend millions of, millions of pounds every, every year on players it depends how FA want to do it do they say right that's it you are the house in order that's what FFP should yeah. be but obviously we know about FFP because it don't really work mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yep. so, well again financial fair play you've you got to look at Man City for example they're getting a two-year ban from Europe, and then next next thing you know, it's contested. And it's, it it seems like che- well, Chelsea they got their transfer ban, and then that got some of that got uplisted. It seems that when people do are getting banned for sort of financial fair play aspects of it, what once you contest it, the the bans are getting reduced or uplisted. So I think there needs to be like a, like a, no like American player, like a commissioner it's not of each like league. So for me, something like Simon Jordan at Premier League as a commission would be fantastic because it'd it keep it together. You won't have spend you won't have clubs spending willy nilly, you won't have clubs going out of business because they can't keep their house in order. He's somebody like him to be able to manage every club as a commissioner to ensure all the housing order. And you might have a bit more of a a fairer system where something like Liverpool are not winning the league by thirty points. And that's why like West Brom might spend as much money as Liverpool, which never going to happen. But yeah, if you had somebody there to manage it, it might be more competitive. And I think COVID, unfor- well, COVID unfortunately is a bad thing, but I think for football, it's been a good thing. It's, it's kind of resetting the the game, the leagues, the teams, not to spend what they can't afford. Yeah. Completely agree with there, mate. Um, what, what what do you think to the Sky and the BT um, where they tried to charge you? Charge Three words: game? pint Sky. So I'm going to say on that. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Pointless. Wait, waste yeah. of time, especially if you if you're already paying <laughs> fifty quid a month for Sky and BT already. To put then another fifteen quid on it, it's just. Crazy. Yeah. Well, 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 this is the thing, like you said, you pay you you pay in a package for BT, you're paying a package mm-hmm. a package for uh, Sky, and then even now you're having to pay Amazon Prime if you want to watch that. So, yeah. but just I to think watch slowly game, sometimes you're talking probably ninety quid plus for all your packages. No, like a net. No, I think Spain does it, where they have like a La Liga TV. I think Premier League wants that only really, where you pay. 15 quid a month and you can watch all the Premier League games and I think that, that'll yeah, be the yeah. way they go in the end obviously Sky and BT won't like it 
But it's like Amazon, that's what they're trying to do, aren't they? When they have a full week of games, pay a tenner a month or get your free month and all that. I think that one day that will come in where people pay yeah. 20 quid a month to watch all the Premier League games or 20 quid a month to watch all the championship games. It'll be like... Sorry, go on. <clears throat> and, and, and that's how it should be. So, um, when I was in yeah. America... Massive company over there, ESPN, yeah. yeah. The Sky Packy, so you could, I believe it was ESPN or... Um, yeah, and you pay so much a month, you can watch the Premier League games. And uh, there's like NBC, there's loads of different, like a bit like Sky, but you you can broadcast the English games and and you can see them. Whereas like Sky as well, mm. for example, they, they only broadcast, say, one or two games and you can't see the rest. So if yeah. I go to a different country, I can choose which Premier League game I can watch, especially the Saturday three o'clock kickoff. None of them get broadcast broadcasted. Obviously, they do now because of COVID reasons. But once COVID's gone and everything's yeah. back to normal, and fans are back in ground, and this Saturday three o'clock kickoff is that then going to be reintroduced where yeah. where it should? Because it, I, as as a fan of football, it, I think it's crazy how. We can't watch English football teams. Mm. I, I think I think the reason but is because they don't want to affect attendance and stuff to the up and down divisions. Game. It's all about the end of the day. It's all about money. If, like you say, when I've been to America and I've watched Premier League in, in the morning, obviously their time. But I think it it kind of dictates where if you've got three o'clock kickoffs, fans can watch that. They're not going to buy season tickets. They're not going to they're not going to a local game because. They're going to sit at home, watch it at home. So, I think in a way, it, it, it is a valid. It is valid why they do it because it's it's all about money. It's all about trying to get fans into grounds. Then fans being sat at home. Obviously, at the minute it's different, but like you saying, it goes back to normal. I think they'll just reset it. So three o'clock will be banned, mm. and then it'll be half twelve or half past five or whatever. Yeah, going forward. I just think it'd be a perfect time to to have like a Netflix kind of thing, just because when, well, if COVID goes, whenever it does go, people are not going to stay in and watch, watch it on TV because they're that eager to actually go to the ground that they're still going to go, aren't they? Like, yeah, first two, first couple of months, just, if they just try for the first month, for the first two months, will, yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. just cut it after that. But everyone, everyone's going to be on Chef United, Chef Wendy website, logging into the account when they can actually go back to get a ticket. They'll, they'll, they'll be, it'll just be everywhere. They'll just be trying to just, it, they'll probably crash oh, the they'll website. Oh, they'll be sell out school, mate, yeah. Remember, it's how it used to yeah. look like. You're like, like completely COVID. agree with them, mate. Thank <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that, that's, a, that's a dream these days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, what 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 do you believe? Like, obviously, it's not really really helped non-league as it could because of the like when you go to, for example, Hallam, it's capped at say one hundred and fifty. But 
what what do you think COVID's done? I think it's helped people fall back in love with football again. Do, do appreciate the game more. Boost it. Because obviously when players in non-league play, they play for love of the game and they don't play for money. So I think a lot of fans have reconnected with the local non-league clubs or with the local communities. And I think it's been a really good beneficial thing for non-league. Attendance have been boosted some clubs by over 75%, which I think is amazing. They're putting, they're putting money into local teams, not into the local Premier League team or the Championship team, for example. Yep. So, like, when me and Lee go to games, you might have fans. So, let's say I go see Woodsborough versus Emily, you can have fans of Barnsley, Rotherham, Huddersfield, which you won't usually see. Yep. They'll be going to the, lo- the, the, lo- the local team that actually do support. So, I think for non-league, it's been, it's mm. been fantastic. And I know COVID don't, is not beneficial, but I think for non-league, in a, in a weird type of way, it has benefited up until, obviously, very recently. So, I think it's been fantastic. Yeah, it's one of those things where you don't know where you've gone to, you lost it. So, now people Correct. have lost going to Bramall Lane and they're like, I want to get my football fix. You know, come along to Hallam, go to Sheffield FC, go to Cromfield, go Swallownest or wherever you need to go. You just, I think... Is that that's that's what non-league is, isn't it? It's getting your your community to get there, even if it's ninety-five people watching, it's better than sitting at home and watching Brighton v Burnley on Sky. We know, we know, we know fans. Uh... Yeah, we know fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> So well, I wanted to get all these non-league blog posts yeah. out on my blog if it if it went for lockdown. To be fair as well, so you're absolutely right. I've got massive respect for non-league mm. again. Like yeah. I used to have. And I think it's Shire, like on social media, like honestly, like fantastic game. I recommend it to anybody. No, fair to be special about competition. You can sell tickets most. It's a bit of banter between two clubs, but it gets people talking. It gets people engaging with local clubs, and it gets people to those games, which is I think it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Right, we'll, we'll ask you one last question each. Um, ground Go on, Liam, you first. In three words, um, what would it be? <laughs> say, probably. Oh. Go on, Dan. You go first, and I'll I'll come up with three. In three words, it's for, it's for everybody. Mm, yeah. <laughs> better than whatever I've got <laughs> I like that one so fantastic um... <laughs> oh come on Smith you're killing me guilt oh, now. Just... it's 20 past 9 I ain't to bed soon come on man I- I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say fun proper football <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say fun proper take it Yep. Bloody hell. Well done, Smithy. It's like taking you yep. 10 minutes to suss out. Well done, mate. Yep. He does, yep. <laughs> right. If I could do one for non league, Ben, <laughs> not, one for, uh, not one for ground hopping, I'd say uh, no. And I think, I think for ground hopping, to suss it in three words, <laughs> to me, it's, it's like a religion. Yeah. You, you, you just you, you believe it, you do it. For, for love nor money you believe you yeah. believe it it's a weird yeah it's that thing where you say oh where are you off to this weekend like oh I'm off to um, I'm yeah. off to Armthorpe and they're like yeah what yeah what but it's like why would you go there I'm like well why not <laughs> like if you don't if you've never been you never you just won't know <clears throat> like 
you see people see like, <laughs> these massive forty thousand seat stadiums and stuff like get a proper non-league where you're going to Armthorpe and you're going to these these small little grounds which don't have many fans and they they need your money more than Sheffield United need your money or Sheffield Wednesday or Man City or Man United. Oh, Gil, when do you need much money they can get? Okay, well, Give up now. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they do. It's like a community as well. It's like... Most fans there. know each other, don't they? Yeah. And the, the, the likes of me and Jake, we sort of met through um, ground up in and obviously look what we're doing now, we're doing a podcast. It, it it's just like it's a friendly atmosphere and I mean, I, I've been looked at like oh I've done hundred and three different grounds for um for ground up in and stuff and I get looked at and it's like what why are you going there this weekend? And I'm like, Well United's not playing until Sunday, so what else am I gonna do when we sat there? And I mean just just Palace for example <laughs> You, you, you're watching a game of football, but the pitch is on a hill. That's right, why right, right, we're not on games. That's a completely different game in itself. Um, Just can't defend. <laughs> yeah, we can't defend for now, can we, mate? Our defensive record's not the best well, one, isn't it? That... <laughs> my, my primary school um, intake... Our um, course you off, course you off. So <laughs> it, you've got your pros and cons for each side, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads, we'll wrap wrap it up here. It's <laughs> it's been nearly two hours. It's been fantastic. Yeah, well, 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 anytime, yeah, and that must watch if Wednesday you know, Let me know. I'll be more happy to do one on Thanks that. for coming no on, problem. both of you. Yeah, yeah, no Thank problem. You. Cheers for having us. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate oh, it. Yeah, Cheers. I, I will. For sure. <laughs> right. Thank you for coming.